Authors on the Air. This is Superstar Wednesday, and I'm your host, Pam Stack. We're proud to be part of the Authors on the Air Global Radio Network. I'm having so much fun this month talking to children's book authors. My guest tonight is Lisa the Priest. Um, Lisa is an animal lover. Who, who of us isn't? Um, she is from my home city of Miami, and that makes her extra special. She's written a book called Poor, Poor Teddy, the story of a poodle named after a noodle. Uh, welcome to Office on the Air, Lisa. Thank you for being with me. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. Aw. <laughs> uh, tell me, you know, it's so funny because when you say poor Teddy, it almost breaks my heart. I'm an animal lover, and I know almost all of my readers and listeners are too. I'm assuming that you are a big animal lover as well. Is that true? Very true. <laughs> I tell live and breathe for you. animals. So tell me about them. you. Tell I'm me sorry? about you. Tell me about you. Oh, okay. Well, I well first of all, since I was a child, I've always been rescuing animals on the street. Always been stray animals. I guess, I guess it runs in the family because my mom and dad are the same way. So I'm grateful for that. <laughs> and uh, I always volunteered at animal shelters. Finally, ended up getting a job at an animal shelter. So I actually get paid now to be at an animal shelter, which is wonderful. And the biggest part of my job is educating mainly children on responsible pet ownership and, you know, promoting animal safety, especially around dogs. But my big thing is definitely getting animals from shelters adopted and making people realize, you know, not just children, just making them realize how important animals are in our lives. And even though we all know animals bring us joy, all of us animal lovers know animals bring us joy. But in my book, I kind of wanted to also show kids, especially how we can bring joy to the animals also that come from shelters. So, Lisa, first of all, let's give a shout-out to where you, the shelter that you work with. I work for the Humane Society of Greater Miami. You know, one of my favorite places, as as you and I have talked before in the green room and prior to this interview, um, I was born and raised in Miami. I of shelters, except I wish they didn't exist. Does that make sense, Lisa? Uh, it, it completely exists. In fact, when I do presentations, I always tell people the dream is to never have a shelter, is that they're not necessary. Because it I agree. just becomes terrible with all the pet overpopulation. Um, you know, one of the things that has struck me with our crazy weather and everything, and I just, you know, last year I came through Irma, we heard about Houston, we heard about Florence, and now on the panhandle there is a hurricane. Um, there are so many animals who are just left behind as though they're not really family members. And the fact of the matter is they are our family, aren't they, Lisa? I agree with you completely. I I know I had a discussion with somebody years ago. I I think it was an ex-boyfriend, and this is why he's an ex. He was saying, you mean to tell me you would risk your life, you would stay somewhere? It was after Andrew, Hurricane Andrew. Right. You wouldn't leave your animals? I said, I could never leave my animals because I would spend the rest of my life wondering what happened to them. I just couldn't do it. There's no way I could do it for any amount of money. You know, I posted on on social media a photograph after Florence 
of dogs on people's porches and oh with the gosh. water rising. And yeah, it, and it makes escape. me crazy, right? Think. Did you see the animal. dog that was just recently on that was floating on a sofa for a week? Yes. Yes. Yeah. I mean, thank goodness um, they rescued the dog, but I don't know how they left such a tiny dog. I mean, I don't know. I couldn't do and it. And here, here's the interesting thing that the federal regulations now say that every shelter must take in animals as well. And there may be restrictions, like they maybe have to be in a kennel or a cage or whatever. What do you do? What do you say to people who leave their pets behind? I I just don't even know what to say to anybody like that. It really makes me question their character. I mean, I, I don't know how anyone can do that. Especially now, I did understand before, even though I still couldn't have done it, when the shelters were not allowing pets, which right. I never understood how they expect people to leave and leave their pets. But right. now that they're allowing them, I just feel like there's no excuse. I agree. I agree with you. Let's talk about Teddy. How did you meet Teddy? Well, I was doing a tour at the shelter with a bunch of school children, and Teddy was in a run. At our shelter, they're in rooms. They're not really in cages. So he had a lot right. of space, but he was just running laps. And I kept thinking, now, why is that dog here? I could not get him off my mind. I brought him up to my office, got a little history on him, and said, I have got to find this dog a home because there's so many animals at our shelter, but, you know, sometimes a certain animal just grabs you. You know it's going to have a hard time getting adopted. You can see that right. they're stressed where they are. And I didn't put all the terrible details of his life in the book, but you get the idea. You know, you can it's implied. Yes. But um, he, he definitely went through a lot of suffering, and <laughs> he had a hard life until until he moved in with me. <laughs> And you, your big heart took in Teddy, who was kind of like a mixed, I don't know, he looked like a poodle terrier, kind of high. Yeah, they had him as a poodle, but he may have been slightly mixed, but he pretty much looked like a poodle. But he, his, even his jaw was crooked. Mm. So um, he, yeah, he was very how long, how long had he been in shelter? He was there approximately eight and a half to nine months. They didn't have him on the floor at first because he had a terrible skin condition that they thought oh. was mange, so they were treating him for that. But it, when it wasn't healing, they decided to send out a skin scraping, and it turned out he had chemical burns. Oh, so my God. Became, yeah, it became a whole other process. So he wasn't the most attractive dog in the shelter either. In fact, it was so bad they actually had to remove his tail. Yeah. Oh no. So, I know. I and know. He, I, he, I'm not trying to be depressing, <laughs> but and, it, but it, it all worked a, out great for the dog in the in the end. But, but he wasn't a young boy either, was he? No, he was not. He was probably we had him down as five, but he was probably more like eight or nine. Is it true that the older dogs and, of course, dogs with special needs, are really the one who languish and do poorly in shelters? Yes. Puppies always get adopted quickly. Unfortunately, a lot of times they get returned when they grow up. <laughs> Same with cats. People want kittens. They bring them back as full-grown cats. Um, but mm, there's always people like me. They're, they're, thank goodness there's still people around that they, you know, they have a heart for those the, the older ones. Yes. So Because I, I always want to take an animal that 
has the very least chance of getting adopted. Because I know the puppies and the little fluffy dogs are going to go. You know, so I always, I'm, I just gravitate toward the the older dogs or the ones with problems or the not so attractive dogs. <laughs> They're always beautiful to me, but. Excuse me. Um, so, Lisa, you wrote Poor Teddy, mm-hmm. the poodle named after a noodle. I love the title, first of all. You are not you. an author bred profession. No. You are an animal, you know, a wife and a, a sister and, a, and, and all those wonderful things. Mm-hmm. How did you end up writing this book? Well, it's it's a little bit funny. Teddy would get into all kinds of predicaments at my house, and even if he was a little <laughs> bit bad, let's say tearing up a whole roll of toilet paper, no matter oh, what boy. he would do, everybody would always say, poor Teddy. No matter what, he could be as bad as he wanted to be. Not that he really was bad, but he would get into mischief, take all your shoes, and it was always poor Teddy. So it became a little bit of a joke. <laughs> because, uh-huh. And so I was thinking, you know, I really should write a book for middle school kids to really let them know the truth of everything Teddy went through, to see how they could make a difference. But it kind of just started coming to me, and then somehow I started rhyming things. Almost, it was almost funny. It would come to me, things at night would come to me, and I would write things down on little pieces of paper. And one day oh, I right. said, you know what, I'm going to try to put this all together. The only thing I didn't have at that point was a conflict mm-hmm. story. Loving, kind book about shelter animals. Um, how do you keep your heart from falling apart? It does once in a while, but I just try to keep moving forward because... I said, well, I can sit here and cry about it, or I can do something. So I just always try to do something, even though there's many times I cry a lot. But I, I, I still know I have do. to take action. Yeah. You know, I, I, may be, I may be horrible for saying this, but I, I uh, am always suspicious of people who say they don't like pets or they don't like animals. Does I agree with you. you? Oh, okay. <laughs> I you. completely agree with you. <laughs> You know, I I mean, I love my mom dearly, and when she was alive, she was a sweetheart, but she was not overly fond of animals. I mean, she wouldn't go out and rescue animals. We brought animals home, and she was perfectly happy with them, and in the last years of her life, my cats grew to love her, and she tolerated them, but I always thought, I used to tell her all the time, Mom, that's a character flaw. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) And I said it in a Mom, please don't write me hate mail. But, (laughs) But what does that, you know, I used to take care of the, I call them the outies, the kitties that were, you know, the feral cats outside my apartments and all. Mm-hmm. And one day someone poured acid on a kitten's head. And when I took them to the domestic animal services here where I live, and they said, you know, Pam, we have to put this baby to sleep. I cried like, I cried louder I than know. I ever had. I know. How, how, what does that say about our society, Lisa? And nothing good. <laughs> you know, I mean, I don't understand. They, they always say, especially children, if they start abusing animals, very likely they're going to be abusing humans. And yeah. Become serial killers. They, they've proven all these things. But I, um, it's funny. We were just talking. I was with my parents over the weekend, and my dad reminded me of a story 
when I was at another shelter as a volunteer pet rescue years ago, a, a young woman came to turn her dog in. She was crying, but she said she was getting married, and her fiancé didn't like dogs and told her she had to get rid of the dog. And I remember standing there, and I told her flat out, get, you need to get, get rid, rid of, of that fiance. guy. Exactly. Yeah, I said, first of all, it's bad enough he doesn't like animals. That's the first no-no to me. Secondly, right. why, if someone loves you, why are they making you give up your dog that you have, that's your pet, exactly. that's your love? You know, it's not like, okay, I just don't want you to get another one after. But, And you know what? <laughs> she came back and adopted the, not adopted the dog. She came back for the dog. I Aww. got rid of the guy. took a few weeks, but it was over. <laughs> I couldn't do it. I, mean, I could never marry someone. I, that I could like not. If, if someone came into my house and said, I don't, like, I don't like cats or I don't like animals, I'd say, okay, have a nice life. Goodbye. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Right. Let's talk about the book, Poor Teddy. The true story of a poodle named after a noodle. First of all, the title is adorable. It's wonderful. It does catch Let's people. Talk. It, it. <laughs> Tell us the story. I, you know, there's a thing on the phone. I didn't hear what you said. Um, let's go ahead and talk about the story of poor Teddy. Let's let's tell our listeners and readers what the story is about, what the book okay, is well, about. Okay, well, I it really is a true story, and it really just goes over how I did, you know, find Teddy at the shelter, brought him home. Of course, there's more details to it, but sure. the big conflict, of course, was my husband. Not that he's not an animal lover, because, you know, he would have been long gone, but he said, <laughs> Do we have enough pets, because I did have a lot. But, you know, <laughs> too bad. You knew how I was before you met me. So anyway. There you go. <laughs> So he's like, oh, we have enough pets already. Well, funny thing was, I had already adopted him. He just didn't know it. And even though the tag said Teddy DePriest and everything, he wasn't paying attention. I really did try to find a home for Teddy at the beginning because my husband has um, family that they had a little white dog that had passed away. And I planned to invite them over to my house. And it started raining, and they couldn't come over. They were a little bit older, and it was dark, and they didn't really want to drive in the rain. So Teddy ended up sleeping at my house. And then that was it for me. I was like, that's it. That I'm was it. Yeah. Talk. Yeah, that was yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. And we really did have a party to welcome him to the family. Everybody says, but is this really true? <laughs> it is all true. Seventy-two people showed up at my house for that party. Oh, my gosh. How wonderful. <laughs> Lisa, tell people why rescuing pets is more important than going to breeders Stores that say we have a foo-foo dog or whatever. Yeah. Let's talk about that. Because you know what? That's the crux of it, isn't it? It's a lot of it. The real crux, even more, well, probably equally, is not spaying and neutering your pets. You know, people that let their animals agree. continue to I reproduce, agree. and then we have a big problem. But puppy right. mills or provide the dogs or the foo-foo dogs to the pet stores. That's the top thing I always tell everybody. Do not purchase an animal from a pet shop. I don't mean a pet supermarket or a pet smart where they have adoptable animals. Oh, right, and rescue right. Groups there. I mean the actual right. stores where they're selling the, you know, the 200 I mean, not $200, $1,200, $2,000, yeah. Right, and right. first of all, I always tell people, just research puppy meals, and you will never purchase again. And sometimes I've had 
believe it or not, I had a friend that bought a dog at a pet store. He said, well, I really feel like I rescued it because they weren't taking care of it. I said, well, you didn't <laughs> because now they're just yeah. going to fill that spot with another dog from a puppy mill. You cannot contribute it, to that. Well, let me ask you this. When when animals are in those type of situations, aren't they kind of, I mean, I don't, for lack of a better expression, they're genetically altered to be well, just teacup, to teacups or miniatures or anything like that, aren't they, Lisa? Oh, yeah. Definitely. And, you know, I tell they, people, a lot of people want a teacup, you know, a teacup chihuahua or whatever. If that animal right. gets ill, which usually they're already ill, like you said, they're genetically right. But a vet cannot even perform surgery on a lot of them because they're so small. The tools so they need, yeah. they can't even do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what is your best suggestion to people who want to adopt an animal? Well, I always tell everyone the most important reason, well, one of the most important, when you adopt from a shelter or a rescue group, doesn't have to necessarily be, necessarily be a shelter, you adopt one animal, you really save the life of two animals. I always repeat this. The animal you take home, now you opened up another space for another homeless animal to have a chance to get adopted. So that's one of the main reasons to always go to a shelter. You can find any pure breed animal or cat at a shelter. If they don't have it the day you go, put, you go can back. Do it on a match a pet list. You can go to right. breed specific rescue. There's Poodle Rescue, there's German Shepherd Rescue, there's all kinds of rescues out there now. Thank goodness. Yeah. Um, So, Lisa, um, one of the things that is troublesome to me is that folks don't understand that that most of the time animals that are up for adoption turn out to be more loving than any other animal. I agree. Do you think that's true? I do. I think something about it, they appreciate that you came to adopt them. I think they know. And a lot of them have come from homes where they maybe did receive love. There was a couple of dogs at our shelter um, last week, as a matter of fact. They've been there for a little while because they're older. The owner passed away. That's that's a case where a shelter should be, you know, the reason for a shelter. And you you can see they were loved and they're hurting because they lost their, you know, their owner. But that those dogs are already house trained. They're lovable. Unfortunately, they're a little older. We're just hoping that we're trying to keep them together, since right. they, you know they grew up together. They were actually adopted sure. from our shelter years ago. They had pictures of them as puppies. Yeah. Will you please tell everyone where they can find Poor Teddy, your book, the true story of a poodle named after, named a, after noodle. a noodle? <laughs> okay, I'm, I have a website. It's Poor Teddy Book. Dot com. You can purchase uh-huh. the book directly from there. I'm, if you want a digital version, it is on Amazon. And um, and where where can we find out about more about you? Because you are the person who is making all this happen. Well, I have a, a a little bit about me on the website, and anyone can contact me if they like any kind of information from me. Info at poorteddybook.com. Lisa. I have to say, as a um, a rescue mama of five cats, thank you so much. Thank you, thank you, thank you for being an animal lover and for writing this book. I bet when you go and talk to kids, they're just stunned and loving and wonderful when they hear your story. 
Thank you. They do it. They get a kick out of seeing me in the book also. Once I turn the page, like, that's you. <laughs> so I said, I told you well, that's really, really true. What, if, if I had a television and I was on, like, Animal Planet, I'd be nominating you for the, you know, Advocate of the Year. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Lisa the Priest, the book is called Poor Teddy. You can go ahead on, on Amazon and in Brick and Mortar and find the book. Lisa the Priest, you're the best. Thank you for being with me. Thank you for having me. And you and I are going to talk soon because, I don't know, we have a couple friends in common, don't we? I think we do. All, All right, Lisa. Small Take world. care of yourself. All Thank right, you, girl. too. Bye-bye. Bye. And, friends, thank you so much for being with me. I hope you have a wonderful weekend. Go and get these kids' books. They are very important. Thanks so much. Have a great weekend. And thank you, Mom and Dad. Good night. Mm-hmm.